make your own playlist of different artists. Well, for example, yes. you could say, and I'm not going to use the exact verb, but Miss A, start a Ice Cube playlist. And then you could, if you know, a great Ice Cube album is Bootlegs and B-Sides. So uh -huh. then you could say, Miss A, play Bootlegs and B-Sides by Ice Cube. Oh, I see. And then when you hear a song on there you really like, you could say, Miss A, add this to my Ice Cube playlist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So there's a lot of good options there, AJ. Whoa. Yes. But my, my playlist right now is getting really big. I like that. Yes, it is. Speaking of music, babes. Yeah? I'm a little bit frustrated, but not with you. Okay, that's good. I'm glad. Well, okay. What's up with the music thing? Well, as you know, yeah. tickets for Blues Fest went on sale earlier this month. Yes. Mm -hmm. And? <laughs> I don't know if they're collaborating with the NFB, but it seems like they're really trying to nickel and dime people this year. How's Pr that? Prices are more than double what they were in 2020, which I, I had a ticket for, but for obvious reasons I didn't attend. We've already said We, we both didn't, yeah. But the early they took off the early bird tickets really early. Oh, no. And... There's no promo codes. Like back in the day, you, we used to be really simple to enter a promo code. And you can... Get a yeah. reduced price. And the oh, reason no. I didn't buy the early bird ticket on when it first came on sale is because I thought, oh, they're going to put a promo code up. Okay. Or at least I'll be able to Google it and find it easily. And when you type in, at least when I did, into Google, Waterfront, Waterfront Blues Festival 2022 promo code... Yeah, you'd find websites, and then you'd go to them, and it would be like these spam sites. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And before, it was just super easy. Is so it? they take the the early bird special off early, and now the lowest tier ticket is $105. What? Yes. And I was looking oh, at it this man. morning when you were at the shower, and I thought to myself, I either buy this now, or I'm going to be priced out of the game. Oh, jeez. And I'm... I was a little upset. I'm not going to lie. I would be upset. I mean, first it was $85 and now it's 105 So I go to their Facebook page before I buy the, the tickets and yes. I start reading the comment section. Uh-huh. A lot of people are pissed off about this. I would be upset. Listen, it's four days of music. Uh-huh. And... We're just getting back into the groove of things. Let me defend them for a second before okay. I completely shit on them. The music is excellent. And if you compare... Like most music festival prices, it's still very reasonable. But the the argument I've made before, and I'll make it again, is we are getting back into the swing of things. I understand the prices have gone up dramatically with everything. Yeah. Oil. We yes. are we are kind of in a recession right now. Yeah. That said, you kind of want to get people back into the doors of the festival. So maybe you say something on your website like, we understand the times are tough yeah, and all that stuff, and we, but we still have to raise our prices. But you know what? You guys have been so loyal. We're only we're going to raise it to $60 this year, and please understand why we're doing that. And give us See, give us an understanding of why you're doing I it. Would, I would, I mean, $60 is not bad compared to 85 or 105 and um I mean, even with banking websites, they say the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. We're sorry, times are tough. If you need a plan to help pay for whatever, uh, even on um, on power, um, you know, electric websites, if you yeah. have to pay your power bill, they say the same thing. We know times are tough. We know that that COVID has impacted you. Blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, it's it's. I mean, people want to hear music. We, 
So, I, after going on Facebook, I go back to their website, mm-hmm. and there's a Q&A section. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, maybe they put something under the ticketing portion of why they're raising their prices so dramatically mm-hmm. in the middle of a recession when people are still not completely used to going out and seeing live music. Uh-huh. Nothing in there about that. Just saying, we're raising our prices, and they've made it a lot more complicated, too. So, there's all these different tiering, tiers of prices. Oh, wow. So... I was wondering, okay, maybe there's a breakdown. Maybe there's some benefits. And they said, oh, the benefit is is based on when you buy the tickets. So if I buy the ticket a week from now, it could potentially be a two-tier ticket that's like, I don't know, $160. And I'm just throwing oh, off a price wow. off the top of my head. It's isn't, it's insane. I, I don't know why. Isn't there a number you could call um, to actually ask them a question like, hey, um, I really want to buy tickets. Why all of a sudden are the prices extremely high and and they they're not take like they're not taking into consideration that people have lost their jobs in the last two years and people are um or people have just gotten jobs Mm -hmm. or people are in the process of getting a job and it's like it's help us out here a little bit that and people are not exactly used to seeing live music again like we used to go to see live music at least once a week. Since the pandemic, I've seen one live event that was music related. It was with you and it really sucked. And you know the one I'm talking about. Last yeah, summer. yeah, yeah. That was that, that could have been much better. I mean, the the guy was super nice, but it could he was have very been. nice, but not the best musician. No, but no, the no, no. Point of story is, you're dealing with so many factors. At least walk us through it. The mm-hmm. rationale. At the I very mean, least, just walk us through it. Because, I mean, if they do this, then nobody will... Uh, this won't be a good turnout. Exactly. And, the, I mean, and what if it's a really nice summer and it doesn't get that hot? People want to go out and hear really good music in the park. And, I mean, it would be a shame if that good weather was... Um, uh, you know, went to waste. Part of the fun of the Blues Fest is getting lost in the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And meeting new people and seeing people that are your friends that stop by, mm-hmm. just like that, that one time that happened to us. I mean, we had a good time and the weather was great. And I mean, we had some, we went to different, uh, different artists. I mean, it's not going to be a good turnout if this, the, the, the prices keep on skyrocketing. Yeah. You can't just double your, your prices from the last time you did a live event. That's not right. And not explain. And also, this is an event, it's always been for the people, in a sense. Yeah, you yeah. you had to do some stuff. But they didn't even charge back in the day to Blues Festival. Not really. You had to bring in canned food, but there wasn't oh. a, a charge to enter the festival. So, so. You, could, you could use it as a donation? Yeah, I think that changed in like 2012. But for a oh. long time, you didn't have to pay to get in. That's nice. So... That would be nice. I understand that it's still cheaper than most music festivals. And it it, it is still it a value. Is. It is. But. They, That's insane. They really need to think about how they're going to do it going forward. Well, and then how much would one ticket cost if you only wanted to go for a day, which I plan to go for at least. They haven't day. released that information yet. They say that they're going to release that in like May or June. At least that's the feeling I got from looking at their website. This that's in, I mean, that's insane. I, I, there has to be, I, I mean, they're already getting a flood of comments. It sounds like 
the, on their Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. But there's got to be um, some kind of a way that you could email them and say, hey, I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. Or at least have a way to call them. The ticket office or whatever. Here's what I'm thinking, babes. Okay. For me. Yeah. This is how I'm going to go about it. Okay. 2022. Yeah. Is a much better year than we've had the last couple of years. Absolutely. But it's still a little bit odd. And people are kind of in, still in the process of rebuilding. Yeah. I'm going to give them this one. I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet. I got the ticket. And I'm going to trust you guys to put on a great event. And understand that it was a little bit shitty the way you handled it. But people learn. Let's see how they handle it next year. If, if it's still the, these shenanigans next year, I am going to reach out to them through email. Okay. Yeah. Is there a way you can do that? Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. Okay. Yeah. But they, I'm hopeful yeah. that... Now, they've also changed ticket companies because I believe oh. they used to be with Ticketly, uh, which is kind of a national company. And now on their website, they say they're they're handling ticketing through another company, um, which I don't remember the name of. I think they might be local. So huh. I wonder how much that plays into it. I'm going to give them this year. Based on their past experiences, based on things have been tough for everybody, but next year, if if prices continue to rise, or if they can't explain why prices are at this level, then I'm really going to reach out. What, do you know who's on the list? What do you mean? The list for the performance? The per- They've performance? released some of them. Uh, the one that I remember off the top of my head is Taj Mahal, but I know that they have others. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of a band is Taj Mahal? That's a good question. I haven't really listened to their stuff. I'm going to in anticipation for this. Maybe we could do that while eating today. Oh, maybe. I never even heard of them. I think Taj Mahal has been around since the 70s. Actually, we have uh, access. Miss A. Oh, sorry. Not Miss A. Okay, I turned it on. Alexa, tell me about the band Taj Mahal. Oh my goodness. Alexa, Alexa, stop. Stop. Alexa, tell me about the musical artist Taj Mahal. Hmm, Okay, well, I'll check out their music. I've I've heard of Taj Mahal, though. Okay. Um, But yeah, I was was taken aback this morning. And I I was taken aback when I first saw the tickets when I'd say earlier this month. I, uh, yeah, that would, that would make me very upset. Mm -hmm. Um, that would be. Yeah. And again, it's still a great event, but we've been conditioned to where they've been a little bit more transparent in the past. Yeah. And if any, if there's any time you want to be transparent, it's, you would think it would be like right now instead of just saying, well, we, we raised our ticket prices, no promo codes. Uh, and if there are any, we're going to make them super difficult to find instead of just, you know, being there. And the different tiers don't get you anything. Yeah. We're just going to make this, we're also going to make it a little bit more confusing for you to buy tickets. Well, I mean, they should also say something like, if you feel like you have not gotten the, the whatever, you know, if something went wrong with your ticket, uh, yeah. we can give you a refund. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or somehow the event is... Um, if something happens to where uh, something's going on with the event that um, uh, what what have you, whatever it is, complications, we'll give you a refund. Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. They canceled in 2020 and they gave people the option to get a refund. And mm-hmm. I did not take it. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because it's a local organization. Yeah. And the spirit of the Blues Festival is that you pay money for the tickets 
And while a lot of that goes to upkeep, a lot of that goes to giving food to the homeless. Uh-huh. So I felt good about not taking a refund because I thought it was going to a good cause. Okay. Uh, if something happens this year and there's like a new COVID-24 or whatever and they cancel, I'm definitely getting that refund. Yeah. Yeah. I think pretty much people are really tired of it. Um, tired of this whole like variant, no variant. I agree. I, and I think people are just like, come on, let's just let us go already. It's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there there are people that want to uh, that want to keep us back. I and think. and my whole thing is, I understand that there's people who are immune compromised. Um, so we should give them the option to work from home and to do what they can from Absolutely, home. Absolutely, yeah. But for the rest of us, it's time to live. Yeah, exactly. And I think that um, people need to make their own choices mm-hmm. and whether they stay home or not. And uh, sometimes people are gonna, you know, there are people that are, um, went to throw, meant went through some. I can't talk today. Went through some mental things to where they're not gonna be able to go outside for a while. Yeah. And they're going through some things. Um, but I mean, come on. Uh, there are so many ways that people can treat themselves, whether they take shots or not, whether they take therapeutics or not, and. There's more than enough resources, and I think people can make their own choices now. And Absolutely. Everybody, I know most people just want to get out and do stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyways, uh, I am excited to go to the Blues that, Festival. That's okay. It's not your fault. I hope you can join me at least one of the days. But if you can't, I completely understand. Yeah, I, I would love to. Yeah. I um, If it's just, I mean, I, I, I would love to do, but if it's ridiculously priced, I don't think I would. Do yeah, it. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Fair enough there. J-Wo. Yes. Yes. Anyway, a- anyway, and uh, on to uh, <laughs> more interesting, happier yes, things. tell me. <laughs> well, uh, we had a good day yesterday, didn't we? We did. The sandwiches were open-faced. Yeah. Very easy to make. We did not watch an episode of The Wire, although we might do that today. I personally think we should take a break from it. Why? You're going to forget what happened. No, I'm not. you got to continue with the story. Uh, I just... I just think we should do something different. Oh, maybe uh, we'll figure out something. Well, well, just because, just because. I mean, I've got you know, I've got to get ready for my mom because she's coming next week. Yeah, but you're not getting ready right now. I know, but this is the huge difference between you and I... me. Because <laughs> I love finishing TV shows when I start them if I'm into them, and you're like, oh, we can get back to it. No, no, I, I am because it's like I don't have to finish it right now. Mm. I can finish it later on, and mm. I'll still be there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like, oh, you have to finish it now because it's going to be ending in another week or Well, so. we're definitely not starting a new series because <laughs> I, I can't do that where I'm watching 10 TV shows at once and keeping track of the plot line. You know how I am with some of those anthology movies that you've shown me. I'll be like, who's that character? Do we see them already? And they have to explain it to you. Okay? I almost felt like, like my grandfather in that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have to start a new series. No. I'm just saying, like, getting back to when that we... Kind of started, but never finished. Maybe what we'll do, babes, is when your mom's here, so we don't lose complete control over our... I still think we should watch an episode today. But maybe we'll watch some episodes virtually. Um, Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. We'll, yeah. We'll, 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 we will talk about that. But I'm just saying that because um, we're not going to spend... We, we will spend time with each other, but yeah. not quite as much in the next couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's why I said maybe we should take a little break. We might take a little break. And come back to it yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. But um, we don't want to come back to it in like August or something. No, I'm not seeing that long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. We were talking about rich people this morning. And I basically told you <laughs> that after you went to bed last night, mm -hmm. I went down a luxury yacht rabbit hole. But then we started discussing houses. And I told you... And in some videos, they'll say that rich people will collect houses mm -hmm. and they'll do it from luxury or, or, or famous architects. And one of the examples I used was Frank Lloyd Wright. So to tie this all together, I don't think you've seen the two-part documentary that Ken Burns did on Frank Lloyd Wright. I never even heard of this guy. I'm surprised. Um, He's super famous in that world. Yeah, the I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know much about the architect world, but mm. it is very. So he must have designed a, a whole bunch of houses. Houses. He also did did uh, the Denver Public Library. Really? Yep. He did hotels. Wow. There's a great story. Oh, I don't want to ruin it in case we watch the documentary at some point. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a story about one of his hotels in I think Japan. Huh. Um, he's a super interesting guy to me. I actually want to read a book on Frank Lloyd Wright. Robert Greene mm -hmm. mentioned him, I believe, in the book that he did with 50 Cent. Robert Greene, the same guy that wrote the, the 48 Laws of Power? Correctamundo. He was in a book with 50 Cent? He collaborated on a book with him. Oh, really? Which one? It's called The 50th Law. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's It's good. It's not my favorite Robert Greene book. Yeah. 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 Yes. But that's just me there. Yeah. So what we did yesterday, going back to what we did yesterday, mm -hmm. um, before we made our really good open-faced um, sandwiches with the flatbread I bought, um, which I wasn't sure if they were going to have it in the store, but they did. Yeah. Um, we, put, we put together our... Yummy, yummy pasta salad that we're going to have later. And I yeah. love, I I mean, I love your pasta salad. Thank you, That's babes. one of my favorite things that you make. Yes. And um, when you when you put that lemon in there, oh, it smells so good. I zested it too. I didn't just do the lemon juice. You put the uh, the cream cheese, the feta cheese, the um, uh, pickle. I am so excited to eat that. This would be really good. And all the flavors are going to be just um, combined together in a yummy salad. Yes. And I love pasta salad. So. I do too. Um, so we made that and um, we just had a good time. We listened to um, Aretha Franklin and I played some more of the Jets. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah. Luckily, we did not hear anything from West Side Story. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I was listening to a song, I'm like, wait a minute, I recognize that song, and I'm thinking, oh no, is it from, oh, you know why they put it there? Why is that? I think it's because, and this is just my guess, I think it's because one of the gangs in in West Side Story was called the Jets. It wasn't exactly by the Jets. Oh, okay. This is why I think that's, now that I, I just, I just realized it, I'm like, oh, okay. That makes, yeah, okay. But still. That's a little bit weird, though. But I know. I don't like most playlists that pretty much any streaming service does. I think that they do a really bad job at it, actually. 
Um, and that also may come from my days of I used to DJ a little bit, both on the radio mm-hmm. and in a couple of nightclubs. Yeah. So, and I, I'm really, I'm in some ways, I've been told I'm a music snob. Oh. So, uh, yeah, you kind of that are, plays into actually. it. You think so? <laughs> I love you, but, Bub, sometimes you are kind of snobbish when it comes to music. Yeah, am I really? A little bit. Oh, well, like, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it from so many people, it's not surprise me. Well, this rapper is better than this mm-hmm. one, and obviously. Obviously. I it's, like, it's like you are snooty with music as much as a rich person is snooty with cheese and wine. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, though. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're not so snooty that I can never talk to you about <laughs> music. If anything, I should be snooty. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. I've, I've gotten into music a lot more sooner than you, you have. Yes. And if anything, I should be snooty, but I'm not. You know who you just made me think of? What's that? I hope I get the name wrong. Is it Abe Froyman, the Sausage King of Chicago? Froyman? Is that what it was? I'm not sure. From the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, Remember, they make up that character and oh, they go to that uh, really high-end restaurant. Oh, I can't remember. Um, we'll have to look it up, Bubs. Yeah. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. Hold on. Alexa, who's the sausage king of Chicago? Uh-oh. Oh, cool. Ask it again. All right. Alexa, who's the sausage king of Chicago? Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, we're going to go with this Abe Froyman, even though we could be wrong. Or Froyman? Froyman? I think it's Froyman. Froyman? Okay. Yes. The Sausage King of Chicago. It's been so long since I watched it. Oh, that's movie. such a great movie. Bueller. Uh, Bueller. <laughs> let's talk about Matthew Broderick for just a minute. Okay. Literal lady killer Matthew Broderick. You told me that story and I was very shocked. Yeah, and then you researched it and you found out that I was right. I I was very shocked. Because he seems like such a calm guy. He seems like a very nice guy. Um, he, you know, he was in Broadway musicals. And he just seems like a, a down-to-earth person. Well, okay, as a side note, and I don't want to shit on Matthew Broderick because I am a fan. Uh-huh. Um, it is weird in our day and age that somebody like, I know I keep going back to him, Tony Robbins almost gets canceled for questioning the Me Too movement. And exactly. yet... Matthew Broderick killed two women. And was it an accident? Though? It was in a car accident. Yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking of accidents, Brandy, uh, the singer Brandy, was um, had some kind of controversy where she was involved in some kind of an accident. And mm. I forgot what it was. I think it might have been a car accident. And somebody died, but it wasn't... I forgot what it was. It was kind of complicated. This um, is what happens when she's not sitting up in her room. Wah, wah, wah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, jeez. Good song, though. I like it song. Uh, actually, it's a pretty good song. I, I remember I remember when that song came out. I was a freshman in high school, and <laughs> you know, those, were the, those were the simple days. They were. Yes. Um, it, uh, so anyway, um, yeah, but there was a controversy with her. And somebody uh, dying in, and I don't remember what it was. I got to look it up, but it was it was pretty sad. Nice. Um, well, then, and then there's a question about well, what about what about the Mary Jo Kopechny case? Exactly. Huh? I've always found it weird that Ted Kennedy. Well, I mean, he that got punished no in a way yeah. because. 
a lot of people thought that he was going to run for president. And he did after that, but he wasn't going to become president. And he did it in a weird way Mm -hmm. to where instead of getting his party's nomination, he ran against Jimmy Carter Uh in 1980. Yeah. And typically, I don't know of any case in American history where a president has run for his party's nomination. Our presidential candidate has run for his party's nomination against an incumbent president. Like that, I don't know of uh-huh. any case where that's worked. So he did get punishment, but you're right. He should have seen jail time. And yeah, if it was anybody exactly. else, he would have. Yeah, because, I mean, there are celebrities that really do get into accidents um, that, that, that that was under not under their control. Yeah. And they are, some of them are thrown under the bus. But then you've got John, or not John, Ted Kennedy, that left a girl, left a girl there while she's drowning. Yeah. Doesn't even ask if she's okay and just leaves her there and she's found i don't remember how well long here's what happened it's even worse than you're saying it uh-huh he drives the car over a bridge exactly yeah. and leaves her that's the part you said but yes. here's where it gets even more tricky the next day he reports it to the cops and they let him write the police report that doesn't make any sense to me well um i've never seen the movie chappaquiddick yeah but I heard that Chappaquiddick is about this entire case and how the Kennedys covered it up. Oh, yeah. They had so much power. Yeah. And, and I heard it was really good. I, I bet it is. Yeah. But getting back to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, because yeah. we kind of got veered off for a, sex, a, a minute or two. Okay. Uh, Matthew Broderick is incredible in the movie. And so is everybody else. Oh, yeah. Good movie. It's one of the best movies of the 80s, in my opinion. I would agree. Um. What do you think that's like to be in a movie that's that much of a classic when you're, I'm assuming Matthew Broderick was maybe around 20 when he did it. Yeah. And, and this is no knock on him. You never top that. Like you're, you peak that early. With that movie? Yeah. I mean, I know he's done other things, but yeah. he hasn't done Ferris Bueller type movies since then. No, I don't On that think level so. of quality. I, I don't think so. I mean, I know, I mean, I don't know. Um, I can't answer that question. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a movie star. I can't answer that question. Yeah. That's gotta be strange though. But then again, uh, we, we, we are outsiders looking in mm-hmm. to the Hollywood world. We don't know exactly what went on with him before, um, you know, or after Ferris Bueller, and I mean, I don't know. I've heard he's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy in interviews. Yeah, I feel bad for kind of ragging on him. Yeah, but you know, he he he's still married to I think Sarah Jessica Parker. He's still yep. married to, and um, they seem to be doing well. Last time I heard, I'm happy for him, babes. Yes, and he and his and he does sing. Uh, um, he he was in Broadway musicals, uh, and and his voice is 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 really good, actually. Oh yeah, like he still had a successful career, but. Nothing on the level of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. 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 Um, that's got to be strange to peak that young. Who is the guy, Bubs, that you read about that met Sarah Jessica Parker? Uh, you don't have to mention the person's name. Well, I won't mention the person's name only because I don't remember it. Oh. But it's from a book called The Priority List. Mm. And 
it's a true story about a, I want to say high school teacher. I read the book a number of years ago who gets diagnosed with terminal cancer. Oh. So he decides that he's going to travel around the country and reconnect with some of his old students. He goes to New York. By this time, he'd lost his vision. He was sighted before the cancer diagnosis. Mm. And he's trying to find a bar. This woman sees him struggling. She goes over to help him, takes him to the bar, introduces herself, says, I'm, I'm Jessica. It's nice to meet you. Goes there, says goodbye to her. She leaves. Says, says she was a really nice woman. He meets his student in front of the bar. And the student's like, Mr. So-and-so, you know who that was? And he says, no. And the student says, that was Sarah Jessica Parker. That's amazing. Yeah. That is crazy. I've Ever since hearing that story, I've thought a little bit more highly of her. Oh, yeah. I'm not a hater or anything. I, I'm i not going to lie. I did like Sex and the City, but it wasn't my favorite show. And I, I actually got into it because... Uh, my uncle really enjoyed it. I, I watched bits and pieces of it, but it wasn't really my thing. Yeah. I wasn't really interested in uh, Carrie Bradshaw's life. I mean... I, I didn't watch every episode, and I never watched I, the movies, and I'm not going to watch the reboot. But I liked some of what I saw. I Yeah, I had a counselor um, in college that kind of liked Sex and the City, too. But I've never... I, I mean, I never really wanted to watch the, the movies and... Yeah, but um, in some ways, I'm an elderly Sarah Jessica Parker fan, because... I didn't even know about the movie Hocus Pocus until maybe three years ago. Oh no, I I watched it when I was um, I watched it when I was around you know thirteen years old. Yeah, but it's it's not even with me. It's not even a case of where that was a movie I avoided because it looked lame. I didn't even know it existed, and really? I'm a huge movie buff. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised because that was a uh, that was. Um... A family movie back in the day. Yeah, a friend of ours showed it to us. Right. It was really good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So, um, I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan, but I enjoy her work. But that story made me appreciate her a little bit more. I think because, okay, so the one thing that a lot of girls talk about when they talk about Sex and the City. The shoes, Is right? the shoes. Yeah. If, if I ever met Sarah Jessica Parker, I'd love to shop for shoes with her. <laughs> what you used to do is throw up on her shoes. Why? I don't know. Oh, my God. Goodness. Oh, my badness. Apparently, yes. Matthew Roderick is a really good cook, according to her. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, when she was on Howard Stern, she mentioned that. Wow. That he was good in the kitchen. And, and I, you know how I am. I geek out over little details like That's that. That's kind of cool, though. I love hearing about about people being good cooks. I heard... Um, I So, I was watching Oprah one, one day. This was, mm-hmm. like, back in the... Um... um mid 2000s when she still had her show and she was interviewing faith hill and she said that tim mcgraw is a really good cook too too oh that makes me feel good yeah i don't know what it is about tim mcgraw i don't listen to a lot of his music but something about him i kind of like like he seems like a cool guy i i do like some of his songs i don't know a lot of his stuff the one song i i really do like of his is that song uh live like you were dying Yes. That's I that's my jam. That, I like that song a lot. That is by far my favorite song from him because it really makes you think. Yeah. Especially when you when he says, What did you do with it? Yeah. You know who else I like, even though um something tells me that like I I, did, I detest his politics, but for some reason he seems like a cool guy to me. Yeah. Is uh Toby Keith. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. I no, mean, you're I not I supposed to say that you like him because he's that's not cool. But I do like some of his songs. Well, who said you have to, you know, act like uh <laughs> you hate his politics all the time? Well, because I he's super conservative, but in interviews he just seems like a cool guy. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, just because he's a country star and maybe his politics aren't yours, he doesn't have to be. Yeah, you don't have to agree with people on everything to yeah. still think that they're cool. I, I, I like, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of his stuff, but I do like um some of his songs. I, you, the song I love of his is um, every once in a while I want to talk about me. Want to talk about me? Want to talk about you know that song, right? Yes, that's a great song. That's a really good. Yeah. yeah, number one, me, yeah. my mama. That is I like talking about you, 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 you occasionally. <laughs> every once in a while, I want to talk about me. Now there is a, okay, so so I don't know much. Uh, so there is a, there is a country singer named Brad Paisley. I've heard the name. I don't know who his is uh, married to uh, Kimberly Williams actress okay the actress in uh, the father of the bride movies nice and um <laughs> one of the songs i hope I... steve martin isn't upset <laughs> no keep going <laughs> but there's one there's a there's i don't know a lot of his music but um one of the songs that i do like that he does is called i'm still a guy <laughs> nice. that song. that's cool <laughs> yeah i'm still a guy yeah it's a great song it, it's weird going back to toby keith for a second yeah I don't think I would agree with him on a lot of stuff, but I do get the feeling that if we just had dinner and a cool conversation, kept it light, didn't talk about politics, we could probably have a really good time. Oh, yeah. You know I what think, I mean? I think I'd love to have dinner with um, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. Yeah. They really seemed very nice in interviews. They do. They actually do. They actually do. And, yeah. I actually, and, I, and I've heard um, interviews with Reba McIntyre, and she seems like a really nice lady, actually. Mm. I don't know enough about her to be honest. I, I heard um I I heard about her um her uh bandmates getting into a really bad uh, was it a plane crash? Yeah, I, I it, was? I it was either a plane crash or like a bus accident. I think it was a plane crash because they talk about it in the country music documentary yeah. and apparently the set that she did mm -hmm. before they, you know, left to have the crash, mm -hmm. she ended it with the same song that Patty um Patsy Klein ended her last song. Oh, wow. It was really interesting. You know who I'd also like to meet? Who's um, I'm a big fan of her music, although she's an adulteress, but... Oh, that's I, No, no, I, no I, I'd love... I I would like to meet Leanne Rhymes just because um, I really do like her songs. Um, I, I, thought, I think her voice is amazing. Uh oh and, um, and I think there was one... I forgot what show it was. But um, she did this thing where she pretended to be a waitress at a um, at a restaurant, yeah. and nobody nobody figured out who she was, and she was um, she was serving pie. Yeah, it's been a while since she's had a hit, though. Um, I mean, the last time I checked, she um, she wrote uh, an album. She did an album after her um, after it was found out that she was having an affair with um. Eddie Cibrian, mm. which I don't really care about. I think it's terrible that she did that, but um, but I still like her music. It's weird. Like, if we talk about rap music, yeah, I can go really, really deep. Yeah. But when we talk about country music, you can go a lot deeper than I can, I think. Kind of. Yeah. Because I of. know the name with Leanne Rhymes, and I know that song. You're still the one I'm the... That's Shania Twain. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> okay, well, then I... I don't really know her music that well. <laughs> I mean, I can go a little bit deep, but I mean, there's some country music that I don't like. Yeah. But there's some that I do like, but they're like a lot of the country song singers I talk about are either um they've been they've been around a while since the the 80s or 90s yeah. most of them that I like. Or even earlier like um 
like Hank um Hank Williams. Hank Williams. Good. Yeah. We got to watch the Ken Burns documentary series on country music. You mean we watched a little bit of it. We only watched like the first half hour of it. I know. I know cuz yeah. I kind of I was really tired. Um yeah, it was really good so far. It's really good. The 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 stuff about the Carter family cuz I read about them too. They're it's really interesting. It gets more interesting with the Carter family as you go along. Like I knew that I'm saying a like a lot. I knew okay. that um Obviously, your girl, June Carter, hooked up with Johnny Cash, but I didn't know how close he was with the rest of the family until wow, watching this documentary. I, okay, I think we didn't get to that part yet. No, because it's, right? it's like eight parts. No, I mean that part about Johnny Cash. Um, no, 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 because he doesn't show up until like the fifth part, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Babes. Yes. After what happened to us last night, I'm less excited to watch Bel Air. Um, are you less excited to watch Bel Air on Peacock, or are you are you still excited to watch the show in general? Well, yes. Maybe we should say I might watch it on some alternative websites. <laughs> okay, let me explain this. So we are getting ready to watch Psycho on Peacock because you have a trial. That I got because I ordered some food from Grubhub last uh-huh. month. Uh-huh. And part of a promotional thing, they give you like a, a three-month trial to it. And I've heard of, I've, I've, I've seen that, but I didn't want to take it. Yeah. Because um, I wasn't sure how, you know, it was going to work. And, and apparently like... you made the right choice. <laughs> well, that means, and, and so so we're in the middle of the beginning of Psycho. And then we hear like three commercials in a row, and I'm like, "What is going on here? Why now, is it?" For some reference, we should state that I absolutely hate commercials. I hate it when people talk about Super Bowl ads. I hate commercials in general. I do not like commercials. Oh Lord, do I hate commercials! <laughs> So when the first commercial starts, I start freaking out because that's my personality. And you're thinking, okay, it's not that big of a deal. And then they show another one and then another one. And I'm just like, this is insane. Are they going to show us like commercials every five minutes? And then finally I'd say, I'm putting my foot down. Uh, I'm just going to rent this movie on YouTube. Yeah. Well, well, actually, no, that I didn't do that at first. No, you didn't. You, you were checking to see. Okay, so let me explain something that happened in 1998 that's well, related to this. Okay. You've seen the movie Good Will Hunting, obviously. With well, me. with you, yeah. yes. Gus Van Zandt, the director of it, um, got a lot of praise from the movie because it's a classic. Mm-hmm. And he basically had his choice of any movie he wanted to do after Good Will Hunting. I believe he said as a joke, wouldn't it be cool if somebody did a shot-by-shot remake of Psycho? hmm And because he was Gus Van Zandt, he had just had one of the most critically and commercially successful movies of the past year. Yeah. I believe Universal decided to greenlight that. Mm. They cast Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche in the film. Oh, oh, in the remake of Psycho? Yes. Okay. Everybody's excited. Everybody's thinking, this is going to be a masterpiece. Your man here, who had already seen Psycho, was a little bit more skeptical when I heard this. I can understand why. Mm-hmm. And you, knowing my personality, you could definitely understand I why. get it, yeah. I want to say in September of 1998, the film comes out, 
and bombs horribly, both with critics and audiences. Wow. So, how does that play into last night? Okay. After the Peacock fiasco. Yeah. We go on YouTube. And I see a thing saying Psycho Full Movie. So I click on it. But there's this thing before it saying, um, this is a reinterpretation. This is an artistic rendering, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out what they did was somebody took both versions of the movie and cut them together. Oh, jeez. So So they're spliced together pretty much. I bite the bullet and I buy a copy of Psycho. Or you rent it. I rent it. Yeah. I already have a copy that's at home. Oh. Had I known what was going to go on with Peacock, I just would have loaded my copy onto my phone. That's but, okay, though. Yeah. It's okay. Um, now you know better. Now I know. But... Don't trust Peacock. Oh, my goodness. Unless you want to upgrade your... Uh, unless you want to upgrade your plan. Yeah. Unless I want to go from paying some money to paying more See, money. See, and here's the thing, and I've told... And, and I'm going to mention it here because we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. If you're going to... If you're going to um, try the trial of any website, yes. any service, doesn't even matter if it's a, a streaming service or a music service, they're going. The trial has to include everything that put you put your would best foot get, forward. Everything that you would get if you actually paid for a subscription, mm-hmm. including no commercials. Yes, and I think that they should not have included the commercials. Absolutely. And if you get in a subscription, then they should give you a disclaimer saying, hey, you can upgrade your, grade your plan if you don't want to hear all these ads. And think about it like this. For people who maybe assume, well, then you're just going to watch all sorts of content without the commercials and then cancel the service. But imagine we had gone on last night uh-huh. and we had watched a couple Alfred Hitchcock movies commercial free. Uh-huh. Maybe that gets me to check in to see what else Peacock has. Exactly. And if I start watching their stuff and after three months, I still think that they have a lot of good content and I'm not being bogged down with commercials every 10 minutes. Maybe I decide to keep the service. Who knows? Perhaps the non-commercial version of Peacock is even better than HBO Max. Uh-huh. But you know who's not going to discover that fact? At least not right away. You I'm not going to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it's true because it doesn't even matter if it's like, Adobe, right? Yeah. Uh, um, a uh, product. Um, you're going to want to try it for the trial. Exactly. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But they're going to have to put their their best foot forward to make it so that you might want to buy the product. Exactly. And let's look at Netflix for an alternative. Yeah. I signed up for the free trial of Netflix. Mm-hmm. In 2013, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And, no, it's 2014, I'm sorry. Okay. And guess who hasn't canceled? You haven't. Because their service is really, really good. Yes, and I haven't um, canceled for um, at all for the 10 years that I've had Netflix. Mm-hmm. Because it is good. Exactly. Yeah. So that's something to think about. They J-Wall. Okay. But they're also, you know, NBC... And Verizon, two kind of evilish companies, so they kind of are. Yeah, <laughs> you would agree. I would agree. Yes. Even my little Jewel would conform. Even little Jewel. I have seen Psycho. This may have been the fifth time. Oh wow! And I was very apprehensive because yeah. I heard about the famous shower scene. Mm-hmm. But it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I think the last time I saw it was actually when the remake came out. 
in 98. So it's it's been a minute for me. Mm. This is not my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. I wouldn't even place it in the top five. Having said that, it is his most popular film. It is. And it's really good. It is good. Um, and I was I was glad you convinced me to watch it because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that scary. It was scary enough, but it wasn't like so scary that I can never take a shower or anything. It's a little bit crazy to me because you had said, let's do an Alfred Hitchcock weekend. And knowing the films that we had watched already, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, we're obviously going to view Psycho. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, so I, I, was, I was a little bit taken aback on Thursday when you said, uh, I'm not sure if I want to watch Psycho this I, I was, I was, I'm glad I was wrong about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't too sure about the, um, well, the, I heard The Birds was a scary movie and it kind of freaked me out too. But then he told me, oh, you might get freaked out even more when you watch Psycho. But Psycho isn't nearly as scary as other movies like, you know, like Candy, the Candyman or no. the Friday the 13th ones. That's not like a serious slasher type of a movie, but it is a little bit, it is a little creepy though, for sure. And this was very low budget for an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah. I believe they shot it in a three week period. So they didn't have a lot of time to do it. He took his film crew from the TV series. Mm-hmm. Or his crew from the TV show, instead of using, like, a regular film crew. Nice. A lot of people right. thought that this was going to be just, like, Alfred Hitchcock just wanting to make a quick buck. Right. And it became one of his most popular films. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. I'm fascinated with Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. And... If he was alive now... Mm-hmm. I wonder what he would think about how people think of his films. Like, oh, I know. To me, the obvious thing is I've heard Quentin Tarantino say that he is not a big Alfred Hitchcock fan. Really? Yeah. And to me, Tarantino, out of modern day filmmakers, is the one who reminds me the most of Hitchcock. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Hitchcock is better. Okay. But Tarantino kind of has that feel to it. Oh, oh, I was going to ask you before I um, go on with the um, recap. Yeah. Or the um, <clears throat> the premise. Um, did he make a cameo in Psycho? He did, I'm sure, but I don't know where it's at. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so. he's pro- It's probably when they're driving. When, 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 um, when your girl. When Janet Lee is driving? Yeah. It's oh. probably something like that. He was probably following her? Or she she passes him on the street or something. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, But tell me about the movie they J-Woe. Okay. So um, Janet Lee plays uh, Marion Crane, who is dating a married man. Um, I don't know what I I don't know who plays him, but his name is Sam. And she was thinking, you know, we can't do this. Mm. You know, we've been going on business trips together and, you know, you you still are married. This is not good. He still wants to keep it going. Mm-hmm. She says, no, you know what? I think I'm just going to go now and, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm, she sounded like she's pretty tired of it because he wasn't committing Committed. at all. And she's like, you know, I don't want to be played for a fool. Then we go to the office where, um, she works for Mr. Lowry. What kind of a place is this? Would you say? 
I'm guessing some sort of a real estate place, okay. only because when you meet the drunk guy and she gets the 40 grand, he says that he wants to buy a house for his daughter who's about to get married. Okay, so... But I, I could be wrong with that. All right, so, so, um, so this drunk guy comes in and says, hey, um, my daughter's getting married and she's 18 years old. I'm going to give her $40,000 in cash as a wedding present to buy her a house. And... Uh, Mr. Lowry says, I don't want to see this here. Just put it in the bank and we'll just make a check for it on Monday. Mm -hmm. So she takes some money. Um, she says, you know what? Um, I have a headache. I'm just going to go home and, uh, go to bed. And the, the drunk guy's like, oh, why don't you go to Las Vegas yeah, this weekend? He's I'm kind like, of a creep. He is kind of creepy. And she says, no, uh, and this is like really the only scene he's in. Like, uh, no, I, I think I'm just going to, you know, spend the weekend at home because I have a bad headache and I'm not going to take these pills. The girl offers her pills. Mm. So she, instead of going home, she takes the money, puts it in her purse. Well, you're sorry to interrupt you for okay. a quick second. She does go home for a quick minute, but oh, it's only to pack. Oh, I see. The stuff that she needs. And then she leaves in her car. Okay, so yeah. I'll leave. No, no, you were close though. Okay. Well I was gonna I was gonna get to her suitcases later. But anyway, she packs her suitcase or suitcases, um, jumps in her car, um, puts the money in her purse after counting it out, um, goes to this um was it a car lot? Used car lot. This yeah. is a couple of days later when she's been on the run for a minute. Yeah, because she falls asleep on the side of the road. Yeah. And this cop finds her and Let's her go. And when she stops at the car lot, she picks up a newspaper. Or maybe it's right before then. And she's, it's before then, I think. And she's looking through it, trying to see if anybody's reported on. On her missing. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets the car. So she, she gets the newspaper at the car lot or before? I think it's at the car lot, but don't quote me on that. Okay. So she's able to um, get rid of her old car. Mm -hmm. Goes into the new car. Uh, cops are, are, um, the, the cop that stopped her thought it was kind of odd. Yeah. And, um, meanwhile, she's on the run. Um, the secretary was talking to Mr. Lowry saying, you know, she usually comes in late and some, uh, you know, on Monday, sometimes she comes in late. She's been missing for like three days now. Mm -hmm. Um, her sister is trying to figure out where she is. Um, and so anyway... She's on the run. She happens to see a hotel off of the highway. The uh, Bates Motel. Off of the highway. Meets a young Norman Bates played by Anthony Perkins. Yep. The creator of the Perkins Brailler. Keep going. No, no. Is he not? <laughs> a psycho major Brailler. Yes. Uh, <laughs> different guy. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, um... He she gets uh she gets the uh um he calls them cabins so she gets, it's basically uh, a room though she gets cabin one yeah. yeah and he says you know if you're hungry uh you know it is raining outside but you could go to a diner or you know you could stay here and uh, have dinner with me because I live in the house and we can have some sandwiches and milk and you know. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. And she says, well, actually, all right. Why don't we do that? 
So meanwhile, you hear him having a conversation with his mother, which we will get to later on. A boy's best friend is his mother. That's right. Yes. Not all boys, but some. Yes. Anyway, um, would you like to add anything before I go on? Well, I will say this. The last time I watched the movie was at Borders Books with a group of people. Nice. And one of the, one of the, two of the people there were one of my friends who was also a film nerd and my mom. So when they said, when he has that line of boy's best friend is his mother, I started cracking up. <laughs> but keep going. You, you, you're able to watch the movie at Borders? Yeah. Really? And I'd seen it before this. What, did they have like a, a place where you can watch movies? Because I don't remember. I was No, I was part of a film discussion group. Oh, oh, and you were watching it there. Yes. Okay, yes, okay. Yes. cool. This is out in Beaverton. I don't even know if that borders. It's still around. Probably not, but this is back in the day. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, um, so he has a conversation with his mother, comes back downstairs and said, hey, you know, um, uh, I have the food here. Why don't we just eat in the parlor um, in my office because it's warmer in there. Mm -hmm. You'll, you'll, um, You'll be better off there. So they eat and they have a discussion about the mom and how um, her boyfriend ended up dead and she didn't have anything left after that. She just went crazy, all the stuff. Very weird and very creepy um, conversation he had. Yeah. And um, he he said, well, what are you going to do after this? And she says, you know what, I think I'm going to go to bed because um i have to get up really early and i need to leave for phoenix i need to go back to phoenix and um and he said are you sure you don't want to stay for a while and she says no i i rather not um i'm gonna leave early so apparently when she gets into her room you told me that there was a peephole between his office and her cabin, yep. right? And how close was her cabin to the office, would you say? I'm assuming it would have to be like right next door if you could just have a peephole. Okay. So she's getting things ready. She decides she's going to take a shower. <laughs> a 1960s shower. A 1960s shower. Yes. She's in the shower. Um, and all of a sudden you hear, ear, 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 and then the, the, the music comes in. And, and then there's a... There's Norman Bates wielding a knife, and he stabs her. She screams. She uh, loses her. Um, she she gets weaker because of all the blood. Falls to the floor of the shower and dies. Even though you don't really see her bleeding in this movie, you see him clean up a little bit of blood after the stabbing. But in the actual uh, scene itself, I don't think there's you see any blood from her. So how? Okay. Um. Where does she end? Where does he enter the bathroom? From the bathroom door. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe I should rephrase it. Where? So I'm guessing. I'm guessing while she's in the shower, he's watching this. Well, and he can also hear the shower go on. What I'm assuming is once she goes into the bathroom, because he can see that. Yeah. He gets up and waits outside the door, waits until he hears the water, and then goes in. Oh, I see. Okay. I would say 
that this is probably the most iconic murder in cinematic history. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Um, The way it happened, I would say yes. Because even people like yourself who have not never seen the movie know about this scene. Like, oh, yes. I, I, I always hesitate to say everybody knows about something, but as close as you can get to everybody in pop culture knows about this scene. Uh-huh. And I think that's why when people tell ghost stories, mm-hmm. have you noticed that a lot of bad things happen in the bathroom? I have not noticed that. <laughs> no, it seems like every time I hear ghost stories, a lot of things happen in the bathroom. Yeah. Whether it's a shower, whether it's by the mirror, what have you. I told you, okay. I believe it was last weekend. Yeah. That you know how you always hear stories about rats coming up the toilet, which is really disturbing. Gosh, it scares me. Or alligators. Yeah. Yeah. My thing was, what if a baby alligator comes up your toilet? <laughs> well, there has to be some around, though. They live in the sewers, alligators, right? I know, and there are sewer rats too, but there has to be a way for them to come. Oh, it sounds so gross. Yeah. Oh. The shit gator. <laughs> Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. I think we're. I think we're. I think we're getting off track here. <laughs> yes. Or a mamba snake. Anyway, some I've heard of that happening. Oh. Anyway, um. So yeah. anyway, you know what, babes? What? When I was, I probably shouldn't say this, but I will anyways. Oh jeez. Okay, my sister lived with my mom in Florida for a while because my mom had some mental issues, and uh-huh. we already know this. Uh huh. Yeah. And I kept saying, you should come out and visit. So I did. And the night before, I think to myself, I don't know how I'm going to use the bathroom there. Because they were t- they told me that they were on a first level apartment. Yeah. And my concern was, what if like I'm trying to use a bathroom and like an alligator breaks through or something? Because Florida is known for that type of shit. Yeah, so I was but, really paranoid about yeah, using Yeah, but then the you have to think about, you have to think, Florida. I mean, there are parts of Florida that, I'm sure there are no alligators close to. Mm. You have to think of where you are in Florida, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, the oceans in Florida, a lot of them are filled with alligators. But that doesn't mean that there's going to be alligators in your toilet. They lived in Miami Beach. Yeah. There was one day, babes, when I was out there. Yeah. My mom wanted to go to the beach. Uh So we do. And like an idiot, I go into the water and I didn't even think about it until later. Like, I could have been killed by an alligator today. Yeah, but you're thinking that every beach in my or every beach in Miami or every beach in Florida has alligators. I am thinking that, yes. Well, I mean, the same thing would be for sharks, right? Because, yeah, there are sharks in Hawaii. But you also have to think, when do these sharks come out? Yeah, that's very rare in Hawaii. It does happen. But for real, you... You could go years without hearing about a shark attack in Hawaii. Oh, Al- it, alligators! It's it's a lot more common in Florida, I think. Yeah, you uh, know what's weird, babes? What's that? We're getting off track here. We are, and and again, it's your fault. But no, it's not. I'll indulge you for this it, time. It is not my fault. Okay. <laughs> I watch luxury home tour videos, as we know, and we've established. Yes. yes. Some of them happen in Florida. And oftentimes, the selling point is, this is beachfront property. Mm-hmm. And I always think to myself, I don't know if that's the best selling point in Florida. 
Oh, considering bugs. all the gators. Well, you have to also think about well, what happens if there's a tsunami, right? And you're on. True. You got to think about that too. But like I said, not every beach in Hawaii has sharks all the time, which you also have to think about. Um, and because I did a report on sharks a long time ago, yeah, you have to know when they feed. Exactly. You have to know when they feed. You have to know when alligators feed. You also have to know um, what kind of waters they feed in because some of them probably feed in deep waters. Don't get me wrong. I'm not super excited to hang out with sharks. No, of course not. But alligators are a lot more dangerous than sharks are. Well, if you, I, I'm, I would imagine if a shark is, is afraid of you, for sure, they're going to attack you or want to attack you. But also, you're not tasty to a shark. That's why oftentimes when you hear stories of a shark attack, they only bite off like one limb, which I know is a limb too it's much. Horrible. Like, but then yeah. they'll leave you. Yeah. An alligator will just rip through you. Yeah, because they, they've got some snapping jaws. But we're getting yeah. off track here, bubs. Yes, you brought us off track, no, babes. So no. take us back. No, you say Shalawi. For what? You I'm sorry you. Of- I'm sorry you took us away from the movie. Meg, well, let's go back. To I did not take us away from the movie. Right. You're the one talking about rats and toilets and. Well, it was less of a commentary of that and more like alligators and toilets in Florida. Oh my goodness! Whatevs. Okay. So anyway, the shower scene happens. Um, he would. He told his mother about the blood. Um, he goes there and. Uh, he goes to the shower, cleans up the blood, a little bit of the blood, takes the body, wraps her up in um, shower the curtain. shower curtain, um, takes her out to her car. Drives um, it into the swamp. Put, puts, puts her body in the truck with her suitcase, drives it in the swamp, and then leaves it there until the, uh, the water um, gets all the way up to the top. Yes. Which is a horrible way to go. She was already dead. But she by was that already body. dead by then. But I mean, it's a horrible way to leave a dead body. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I it's it's not good. Anyway, so so Sam and um, her sister Lila are trying to get to the bottom of this. They hire a detective named Detective um, Arbogast. I don't know what his first name is. He says, "Okay, let me find out what's going on with." Norman Bates. He doesn't know that at first. No, he he, he says, "Let me find the sister." Yeah, this and is he right. ends up at the Bates Hotel yeah. and finds it a little bit curious. Some of the stuff that Norman says. Yeah, some of the yeah because he seems really nervous. He's not answering the questions. He's telling half of the story, but he's saying, "Oh well, I mean, she she left this morning, and you know, and she's he's like, well, wait a minute, how do you know that? You know, how do you know this happened?" Mm-hmm. And he's still not giving him straightforward answers. So, so um, Sam and Lila are talking about this, and you know, Arbogast calls her and says, "Hey, uh, I have a feeling I, I there's something wrong with the Bates Motel. I have a feeling Norman knows something about it. I'm gonna go back there, and I'm going to call you." And tell you what I found, and I think you'll be you'll be interested to know what happened. And I'll call you back in an hour. Yeah, or less. Or less. He goes there, looks for Norman Bates. He decides, okay, 
I'm going to go to the house and see what's going on. With the mom. Because him and Norman have had an exchange by this point, And he knows that the mom lives inside the house. He goes to the house, up the steps, opens the door. He sees someone which lo- uh, that looks like his mother. And he ends up falling because he is uh, stabbed. Yes. And uh, he he doesn't make he he makes it down to the was the the, the last step. Oh, I I don't even remember, but he, he falls dies backwards and he's dead. So, um, Lila is thinking, "Oh, this guy this guy lied to me. I can't believe this happened. We got to find out what's going on." They decide to go to. Um, they decide to go to the Bates Motel and decide to register as a co- a married couple. Mm-hmm. Lila decides that she's going to go to the house. And Sam's like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, yeah, one of them needs to keep to keep um, one of them needs to keep Norman occupied because I'm going to find out what's going on at the house. He talks to Norman, trying to strike up a conversation, you know, asking about who registered and what did she register under Mar- what did Marion Crane register under and how much did she pay you and what did she pay you in the cash? Yeah. So he's getting more and more agitated. Uh, meanwhile, Lila goes into the house. She goes to the bedroom. She sees a sheet. Um, and it's over a chair, right? The sheet is... I actually think it's a blanket and it's on a bed. Okay. And we should also say that after their first exchange with Norman, they contacted a local sheriff who kind of vouches for him. So this is like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And then she ends up going down to the basement where she sees somebody sitting in a rocking chair. She sees someone sitting in a rocking chair and she's like, and she says, Mrs. Bates. And she, she looks and um, she sees somebody in the rocking chair. Is she is she covered by this time? No, she she just sees it from the back. She turns around, and it's the uh, decomposed body of Mrs. Bates. Yes. And so there goes Norman with a knife, about ready to kill her, and uh, Sam knocks him out. Yep. They go down to the police station, bring in a psychologist who explains. Norman didn't actually do it. He did, but he didn't. Yeah, it was Norman who did it, but he has he's sort of taken on the personality of his mother. And it was the mother personality that stabbed your sister, the cop, and that almost killed you. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, which is really creepy, where you hear the mother saying, you know, I didn't stab those girls. Mm-hmm. I da 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 da, but people are gonna think that, you know, um, that I wasn't, I wouldn't do all these things because I'm Norman's mother. And she said, people will still say that I, I didn't hurt a fly, and it just seems so cold. Yes. Um, and where was uh, and I know Norman is thinking this in his head. Where is he by this time? He's in the police station. We get the feeling that he's gonna be sent to a mental hospital. Right. Yes. I really enjoyed this movie. And I found out that it was based loosely on a true story. 
I believe what happened is there was a serial killer. Somebody wrote a book about him and then Alfred Hitchcock um, auctioned the rights or got the rights to the book and turned it into Psycho. Wow. Yeah. Which, it makes it so weird that Psycho has become a franchise. Mm -hmm. This was a one-off movie for Hitchcock. Yes. They made a bunch of sequels and they've tried to do TV shows based on the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I mean, and this is before I even knew what the Bates Motel was referring to. Mm -hmm. Because I saw, um, I saw, um, I don't know what it was called. I think it was called the Bates Motel or something. Yes, in in like maybe within the last 10 years, right? I think so. And I was watching it at somebody's house and it was, it was creepy. Creepy. As you know, I enjoy this movie. In 2014, we told the story, I got really, really sick from a girl, and I was stuck in bed for like 10 weeks. Poor baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a really good friend who I was asking her, what TV shows should I watch? Because I've got nothing else to do. She said, I keep hearing about the Bates Motel. You should check it out. Yeah, I think I saw part of it. It was At, creepy. I watched like half of an episode. I'm like, this is not for me. This is... You know. I think there was one scene where I was watching it and and it and in the in the series and I don't know where was it where was it broadcasted from? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so in one scene um and I'm thinking that Norman's mother is still alive in the in the in the in the series. And there was one scene where he um he ends up raping his mom. And I thought that was really really um creepy i'll tell you why i stopped watching the show and i never watched it again which will infuriate you but also you'll get it because it's me okay it's the first episode i believe mm -hmm. there's a scene where he's at the bus stop and he's listening to music on an ipod uh -huh. and myself i'm thinking well this is based on a true story and it's supposed to be a prequel to the movie that was made in 1960 this doesn't make any sense to me, and I turned it off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Bubs. But having dated me, you could totally see where that would happen. Man, you're not just a music snob. You're a, you're a series snob, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Bubs. You're a lovable snob. How's that? Okay. <laughs> I jokingly say that. Maybe that's what we'll call this, a lovable snob. <laughs> lovable snob. <laughs> No, the the Bates Motel tell was super creepy, um, and now I know exactly what the Bates Motel is based on. And Norman Bates is very creepy. Yes. D do you know who played Norman Bates in the series? No, I have no interest. In oh, okay. That. Well, I wasn't impressed. I was freaked out, and I never watched it again. Well, good. Not good. This is gonna be odd. Okay. I really enjoy this movie. Mm -hmm. Having said that, it is based loosely on a true story. Yes. And I guess the question would be, is this film in any way exploitative of real life events? Is it exploit? Is, is it exploitive? Yeah. Do you think so? Well, no. And I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Because if you 
write a book about something, right? It says it's loosely based on such and such. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I don't. I think it would if it was heavily based on it. Then I think it would be more exploitive. That's fair. Okay. That is fair. And uh, we don't know who uh, exactly Norman Bates is based on. We could just like Wikipedia. Though. True. True. And it's on there. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know that it is um, exploitive. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But a lot of things are exploitive. That's true. Yeah. I like that. I I think if you remade it now and not did what Gus Van Sant did, but actually put your own take on it, I think you'd have the sister fall in love with Sam. You think so? Either that or the cop would survive yeah, cause I and thought, she fall in love with him. Because I thought that she was going to fall in love with Sam because yeah. she lost her sister. She doesn't know what else to do. You'd need a real love story if you made this movie today. Exactly. And I like that you don't have that in the film. Yeah. Um, here's a question, you know, speaking of um, exploiting, yeah. you know, what is the fine line between something being educational and something being exploitive? I think it's a really complicated thing. I think it's a very thin line, to be honest. And it's it's really hard for me to define the difference. Yeah. I, I the, the reason I, I can make the argument that Psycho is, mm-hmm. maybe not the original movie, is because they made sequels to this. I know. And they made prequels. And it. I know that every film is made to make money. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not some sort of like Pollyanna who thinks that studios just greenlit this movie out of the goodness of their heart. But you are making sequels on something that's based on a real person. And that's where it gets kind of tricky to me. And I know that Psycho itself, you can make the argument as an exploitative, but the fact that it led to a franchise kind of gets a little bit murky to me. Yeah, on whether can, or not this film is exploited. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that because um, it's like if one movie is good already, unless you actually can make good sequels to that movie, then there's no reason why you should make any sequels. Well, but it's not just that. You're making sequels on something about a real-life serial killer. hmm You know what I mean? Yes. And so that's where it gets kind of strange to me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yes. Absolutely. Well, good. Good. Would you recommend this film? I mean, most people have probably Um, seen it. Yeah, it's not as scary as the horror, you know, the slasher ones that you see. Mm -hmm. Because now they're a lot more gorier. But it was considered a slasher film back in the day. Yeah, it was. It was considered a slasher film, but it's not as bad as some of the, you know, the films today. It's not even close. It's not close. No. It's not as scary as, you know. It was probably scary back then, but it wasn't as scary as, like, other films with the people that have knives and stuff. Exactly. You know, it's a lot more gorier. Yes. This not so gory. Yes. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would. Nice. What's your elevator pitch when you see your mom? Think twice before you take a shower in a motel. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pay attention to the, um, pay attention to the owner of motels, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Just because a motel is hidden out of the way doesn't mean that it's going to be a good one. Well, good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good. It's a good Alfred Hitchcock um, psychological th- thriller. I would say it's in the middle of his filmography. 
It's yeah. not as bad as his worst films, but it's not Rear Window or oh, To no. Catch a Thief or North by Northwest. Or Vertigo. Yeah. I mean, Vertigo takes you on a... Uh, That's a real yeah. psychological thriller. That is a real psychological th- thriller and more psychologically thrilling than Psycho. Mm-hmm. But both movies are good. Yeah, it's legit. Legit. Most people, I think, have seen this, but if you haven't, then give it a watch. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe I I waited that long to see The Birds and Psycho. They're his two most famous films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, maybe they'll do a crossover sequel. Norman Bates will get together with the uh, homegirl from uh, The Birds or something like that. Tippy Hedren. Yeah. No, no, but Tippy Hedren wasn't a psycho. She just, you know, just since she got there, um, she didn't know that she brought any birds with her. What'll happen is. She'll leave the city of San Francisco. Oh, no, you know what they'll do, babes? What? They'll make it to her. They'll, they'll do a prequel reimagining of both films to where we'll find out that Tippi Hedren's first boyfriend was Norman Bates before he went crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah. I digress. You have a wild imagination. That would be funny if Alfred Hitchcock got all these... Um, um, crossover, like made a crossover movie of all of his characters. Yeah, <laughs> like Kevin Smith kind of does. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yes. Oh goodness. Oh goodness. Then we watch Secret Agents. Secret Agent or Agents? I think it's Secret Agents, or it's either that or Secret Agent. Um, I want to say Secret Agents. I cannot even begin to recap this movie. It's it's a good. But the plot is a little bit thin, and yeah. I had made for real. I had major issues following. And even though I was very, very tired doing the movie because I was trying to stay awake, I even had some issues with it. Yeah, because there were some funny parts, and it was based on a soldier who supposedly died. Here's what I think the plot was, which uh-huh. I could be wrong. Yes, yeah. It starts off with the funeral of a soldier. We think he's dead, and I believe he's from Germany. During right before the war, because this came out in thirty six, uh, but there was still conflict, you know, between Germany and London at the time. Mm-hmm. Comes out that he's actually still alive. There are these secret agents who are supposed to bring him to justice. He ends up sneaking into Germany on a train with the secret agents also there. There's a crash at the end of the movie, and that's where it ends. That is yeah. a very simplistic overview. Of this it movie. is because it was. I mean, there was no plot. It yeah, didn't or seem very like there little. Was very little plot, and yes, there were some comedic things in there, but I couldn't make sense of it. I couldn't either. I liked it though. And I was also very tired too. I, there were some funny things in it. Yes, it was. It's if you're new to Alfred Hitchcock, I definitely would not recommend this movie. No, uh, and even though my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie, as I've said many times, is Rear Window. I'd probably actually start people off on To Catch a Thief and Psycho. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Just because it gets them into it, and then you have something to look forward to. Right? Um, But if you're bored, and it's, let's say, a Sunday afternoon, you have nothing really to watch, this might be a good film. Because it it is funny. It is funny, and you don't have to think. Yes. <laughs> it's all you're going to have a movie discussion about and you're like I don't understand the plot. Yes. Um so yeah. Um but 
uh, we'll see how this evening goes. That's right, the J Yes, yes. We we uh, we aren't. We're we're trying to figure out which. Um, we we know which movie we're going to watch, but then we're trying to figure out the other one. Part of me really wants to watch Family Plot mm -hmm. because it's his last movie, and then part of me thinks it might be really bad. But then yeah. we also, you know. This is part of really exploring his filmography and and seeing greatness. Sometimes greatness isn't always great, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's a sign that he's willing to take risks and not all risks succeed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like the same man who makes Rope uh -huh. is going to make a bad movie once in a while. Because it, it comes from the same place of doing things that are not ordinary. Tell me again why you think that um, Quentin Tarantino is a modern-day Alfred Hitchcock. His movie... I wouldn't quite phrase it like that, but he reminds me of or him. Or he reminds you of, of him, I'm sorry. I, and, and Hitchcock is better, but his movies have humor in them. Yeah. They also have a, a fair amount of drama. They also have some weird twists and turns. And he's a student of the craft. Oh, actually, I just thought of a movie that you were talking about, and we don't, I don't believe we watched it. What's that? Was it Lifeboat that we didn't watch? Maybe it was Lifeboat. I thought, we, no, we saw Lifeboat, didn't we? What was that one about? They're on a boat, and the boat starts to sink, so they get on to another boat. But there was another one that you mentioned, and I cannot remember for the life of me what it was about. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't see it. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of good movies that he did. I know, yeah. yeah. Great filmmaker. Let me ask you something, babes. Yes. Are you ever going to read a biography on Alfred Hitchcock? Now that you've seen a lot of um, his movies. Possibly. I mean, I think he's really funny. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's very creative. I don't know. Maybe. I haven't watched it, but on YouTube, they have the E! True Hollywood story on Alfred Hitchcock. You know, I watched that a lot, and I and the E! True Hollywood stories that I've watched were really interesting. Um, I watched uh, the show Fairmount back in the day. Yeah, I, I watched a little bit of um, Adam Sandler's story. Oh, and um, interesting stuff. Um, yeah. and I and I really think they're legit stories. Um, mm, some of them. They do a little bit of you know. How do you know? They they fake it up a little bit because really? all shows do that. Yeah. I don't know about that. The ones that I've seen didn't seem like they were fake. Look, I liked E back in the day, but they, they definitely had their own slant. Well, depending on what you're watching, like, um, I don't, I, I, I stopped watching E! News because they kind of slant their news with, when it comes to entertainment. Um, but I like, I, I, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off track here. Mm -hmm. Did you see, uh, so you saw E! True Hollywood Story on him? I saw that it was on YouTube. I didn't watch it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I thought it was interesting. Yes. Some other stories. Well, good. Yeah. Yes. I do believe, I mean, I saw the one on uh, Different Strokes, and I do believe that was true. I believe that these shows have elements of truth in them. But do I think that they're telling it 100% the way it is? No. They obviously have a bias going in. No, I don't think it was biased at all. Okay. They didn't even told about the the the, the time when um, Dana Plato um, was found dead. But of course they're going to do that because yeah, it's a big thing. Bubs, what? Your commentary. 
Man, oh man. Well, of course you're going to say that, Bubs. <laughs> I already know what your opinion is. Oh, my goodness. All I'm saying is I did enjoy watching each True Hollywood story. And I enjoyed it, too, but... To say that they're completely honest, like they're journalists who are above I mean, reproach, is a bit incorrect. No, as well. but I mean, what I'm saying is the stories that I've seen don't seem like there was any biases, but that's because it depends on the stories, though, too. That's all I'm saying. Okay. We disagree a little bit on this. Not completely, but, you know. Mm. I like these shows, but, you know, they have their own slant. That's all I'm saying. And you're grabbing my eel. I love you, eel. <laughs> <laughs> well, babes. Yes? Is there anything else you want to talk about? No. Nice. I designed a luxury apartment for you yesterday. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We got to talk about this. This is, this is really funny. <laughs> this is really funny. We got to end on this because this is a really funny thing. Okay, go on. <laughs> I said, Alana, <coughs> I have a dream apartment for you. And it's going to be five bedrooms, each with their own bathroom, walk-in closet, three huge kitchens. <laughs> uh, you're going to have your own car garage for people when they come and visit you. You're uh, also going to have, outside of the three kitchens, your own restaurant on the third floor <laughs> of your apartment called Alana's. <laughs> for only my friends and family yes. and you. <laughs> when they come over. The, there's going to be menus made out of gold. Oh, goodness. You're going to have a pool in your private gym and a pool on the rooftop. Also on the rooftop, you're going to have an out, outside kitchen, and you're going to have a couple of helicopter pads. So if some people collect <laughs> cars, you're going to have personal uh, helicopters on the roof. We also thought of maybe giving you your own farm. That's like on a separate <laughs> level. Own livestock. Yeah. And I would have to... um. Um, I would have to hire some uh, ranchers or exactly <laughs> to take care of my chickens who lay me fresh eggs every morning in the apartment, <laughs> but on different levels. Um, and, oh, and then I should have a private movie theater. Well, yeah, that actually is in some apartments in oh. some of these luxury ones. In in with with a concession stand. Yes, yes. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking too, babes, and I didn't tell you this because I thought about it later. Okay. What if? There's a pool on the ground floor, but on the roof you have a water slide. Oh man, I'm not I'm not into water slides that okay. much. So, well, that was me designing your apartment for you, there. Oh. oh my goodness! So they would take the water slide down to the, the the first floor. Exactly. Oh my goodness, that's huge. In the summer, it'll be great, but you can have it sort of where it twists around a little bit, so it's not like it's a straight fall from the roof, you know, into the water. Yeah, I'm not really. I mean. Water slides are a little bit scary to me just because I'm not a good swimmer. I'm not either. And every time I go on a big water slide, I don't, I hate, I, I don't, I mean, I shouldn't say I hate them. I don't like it because I'm afraid that I'm going to get stuck in there. And then, um, the, the higher it is, the deeper it goes. I hear yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not like really like a huge water slide fan. Nice. Well, good. Yeah. You dreamt last night or no? I did not. Okay. Neither did I. I, I did not, but I slept pretty uh, well. Well, good. I think we've talked about a lot here. J-Wo. Yes. And I'm very awake. But okay. I think um, we should get a snack. Let's do it. Some snack. First, give me a kiss. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.